This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly on WGN Plus. You can be amazing, turn a phrase into a weapon or a drug. That people are tending to interview people and hire people that are similar to themselves. That's probably our biggest challenge. If you're not used to being around an introvert, you may not understand what an introvert can bring to your team. That's where the education needs to happen, sort of diversity of uh, style. But I wonder what would happen if you say what you want to say. Hi, this is Angela Lipsy, and you're listening to Hush Loudly on WGN. Welcome to the show. I'd like to introduce everyone to Angela Lipsy. Angela develops coaching, mentoring, and talent acquisition programs. Since 2004, she's been helping organizations, universities, teams, and individuals excel through transitions and major change. A professional certified coach through the International Coach Federation and a Center for Credentialing and Education Board Certified Coach. Her diverse roster of coaching clients come from the United States, Australia, Canada, France, New Zealand, Sweden, the UK, and Singapore. Currently, Angela manages a team of recruiters at a large university where she also is an internal coach for emerging administrative leaders and a select number of external private clients. So welcome, Angela, to the show. Thank you, Jerry. Happy to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you about introverts, especially with your vast experience. And you yourself, are you an introvert? I am. Okay, yay. (laughs) One for the team, another one on the tribe. So you're probably familiar with Susan Cain. I think many of us are, the author of Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And in her book, she talks about how we're living now in the age of personality, where the biggest, most charismatic, gregarious personality is like golden in our society. I actually believe this to be true. So my question is, my first question, do you think this is a reality among employers and hiring managers? Is this what people actually look for in a candidate, that big personality? That's a great question. I, I do think sometimes that comes into play, but not always. Because I think ultimately when someone is being interviewed, no matter who's doing the interviewing, people are looking for connection. So ultimately, someone can have a great personality, but if they're not connecting with the person they're speaking with, it may not really come across as well. So what we're really looking for here is that people are tending to interview people and hire people that are similar to themselves. That's mm-hmm. probably our biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're not used to being around an introvert, you may not understand what an introvert can bring to your team. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, that's where the education needs to happen, sort of diversity of uh, style. Wow. And is that something that you share or train or work with with your team and with your clients is introducing that personality type if it's not their personality type? We do. We talk about the makeup of the team when we're working with the hiring managers early on and what's really needed for the job. Because originally, I think, as I'm saying, people just think, well, I want to just hire somebody like me, pretty much. (laughs) And they uh, are looking Mm -hmm. for someone that is familiar, right? 
But the reality of it is, what is the competencies that this job is really going to require? Are they looking for, do they need creativity? Do they need someone to be reflecting on big problems? Because if they do, then they're probably going to be better off looking for someone who has those qualities versus, you know, they just happen to be super friendly or something. So, yeah. So we do tend to challenge the managers a bit on those types of things. And a good team, I know I've managed several teams over my career and I've learned very early on. First of all, I wouldn't want to work with a team of all introverts or Mm -hmm. all extroverts. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking for all kinds of uh, diversity on my team. And mostly diversity of style is, is, is what's going to give you, I think, the strongest team. Wonderful. You're also making me think about going back to this big personality. Can it sometimes mm-hmm. be mistaken for substance in an interview? Um, I suppose. I suppose it can. Just the way that people will mistake how an introvert is reflective and maybe slow to answer a question, they may think, oh, that person's shy or that person, you know, doesn't have the answer. So the important thing here is that the hiring manager or the recruiter really needs to be very good at interviewing and doing follow-up with the candidate to make sure that they're validating the right thing. But sure, I think after a while, if you're interviewing, uh, most interviews are you know, there's one-on-one interviews, and then you may be interviewed by a panel. I mean, there's phone screens. There's all those levels of interviewing. So when you compare notes, sometimes that's why notes don't match, because somebody might have a completely different experience hmm. because they were interviewing on a panel versus interviewing one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just bringing me to my next question, this panel. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing just from my experience lately, there's usually a phone screen and then there may be a video interview and then the in-person interview, depending on the level, the position, it may be with multiple groups and it may end up being all day. And then you're asked to have lunch and you're asked to have dinner. This can be taxing for many candidates, but especially for me and for introverts, I think it's even more taxing. So from a talent mm-hmm. acquisition perspective, is there a different way to introduce the candidate and schedule interviews that are more mindful of the needs of all personality styles? Or am I asking for too much and that shouldn't even be a consideration? (laughs) Well, we could always ask, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that some companies do have an interesting take on this, which is I remember I was working with a client recently who uh, got a job at a high tech company. And what they told me was it was an all-day thing. She's an introvert. Mm -hmm. Um, It was an all-day affair, like you're describing. The morning was grueling. It started at 8 o'clock. She had panels. She had one-on-one. They took her to lunch, the whole thing. She was exhausted. She was sure she didn't get the job. But what happened was the afternoon was the presentation part of the interview. And she had prepared so well for that. And it was a subject that she loved. It was about creativity and ideas. Hmm. Well, guess what? She blew them away. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So that was one thing I can say, like you may not be able to get away 100% from the grueling schedule. But if if there's a way to showcase a candidate in in different ways throughout the day, that could work 
to everyone's advantage and would account for different types of personalities, I think. Mm -hmm. Good answer. For this candidate, like your client who is given this all-day schedule and isn't offered any flexibility in scheduling Mm -hmm. or time to recharge, are there any tips that you have for them to manage this day-long event and perform well for these day-long interviews? Mm Mm-hmm. A couple of things. One, I would say, you know, get rest. That's that's going to be really important, even though it might be hard to do sort of the day before interviews. But that's really important. The other thing, it sounds, the two other thoughts I have. One is breathe. I know that might sound like a really simple solution, but what we find is that when we're under stress, we're not breathing properly and we're not doing deep breathing. So even though that is not something that is necessarily is going to be obvious to anybody that you're breathing like that, it's really important to control our breath as we're moving in and out of these interview situations because it calms down our nerves. So I would, I would recommend that to everybody if you can't take a break. And then the other thing I would say, especially for introverts, I find And I don't know if you agree with me on this, Jerry, but I I find that introverts, myself included, feel a lot better if they feel prepared, Mm -hmm. meaning we like to do our research, we like to think about things, you know, Mm -hmm. if we put in the time ahead of time, that will also help with managing our energy. So as much information as we can get ahead of time about what the day is going to look like, If there are any breaks, if there's any way you can create a break, you know, all those kinds of things, it will be helpful to us in the long run. You're you're making me think of something else you talked about, how we're reflective, you know, and so for me, when I've been on interviews and not on interviews, but if you ask me a question, I'm reflecting, I'm processing, I'm thinking, and I always wonder, does it go back to, do they think I'm shy? Do they think I don't know the answer? Do they think I'm trying to figure it out? Is that a typical trait that you see, you know, amongst introverts where we are just a little delayed in responding? And would you maybe have any advice for that? Sure. I think that two things. I've noticed that I can. Well, I've been to interviewed literally thousands of people over the course of my career, and I think I'm pretty good at spotting it introvert. So mm-hmm. I do have that sort of introvert radar. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, I make, I make allowances for that. And I always tell everybody, take your time, that kind of thing. And for instance, I don't know how familiar you are with behavioral interviewing, where the interviewer will ask you a question that makes you reflect on a specific situation. So you have to recount the situation, right? So mm-hmm. it's you're being put on the spot to recount something you actually did. And those things again, may not be readily accessible to us. So a couple of things. One, there's some education that has to happen here. And so we have to take some responsibility for that. I think it's okay to say to the interviewer, you know, you need to build rapport with the person, but to say, ah, that's, you know, that's a great question. I may have to think about that for a minute. Mm -hmm. Can we continue talking? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's a technique. And then also, if you give an answer... But then 10 minutes later, think about something that's going to enhance that story. That happens. I think it's also okay to say, you know, I just thought of something and bring it back up. So those are just, it takes some skill to do those things, but I do think it's, it's doable. 
Okay, I think that's that's uh, great advice too. So back to the interviewing. So I'm also seeing, along with these day long interviews, a lot of Skype, Zoom, video meetings for first interviews now. And so, as mm-hmm. a talent acquisition professional, tell us what is the benefit of of these types of interviews, and what do you think employers are generally looking for with this video format? I would really say these tools, at least the companies perceive that these tools save time and money in the recruitment process. I, I you know, I, that's the way I would see it. And the reason being is because the recruitment process is usually can be drawn out, especially the, with the higher level positions. And so rather than flying people in or making appointments and things like that, you, you can get 10 video, you can look at 10 videos quickly Mm-hmm. in a very short span of time versus actually bringing people in. So I think that's really the motivation. I'm not sure that it's giving people a lot more information. I know that in my career, we've used them to just gather facts from people. So just very concrete things like, you know, have you had an experience with working in customer service? How many years did you work in customer service? So people are answering very factual information, mm-hmm. which will then save time. I, I think that Skype is not too bad. You may not agree with me on that one, but you know, <laughs> Skype is not too bad because you're going, you're talking back and forth to someone. Mm-hmm. So that could work well for anyone, just as long as your, your setup is uh is right for you and that you've actually practiced introverts like to practice and that you're not in your pajamas either while you're doing yeah not in your pajamas and i really would recommend if you're going to do a skype interview that you you actually do a skype interview with Mm -hmm. uh with a friend like have them call you on skype and talk to you so they can see your background what that looks like how you're sitting all that they could give you feedback ahead of time that's a great idea to practice. Mm-hmm. And and for these video interviews, I could kind of see it being challenging for some introverts like me to mm-hmm. make a great first impression. I mean, I think our authenticity and our introspection and all of these things are assets, but they may be hard to deliver on a video. So especially mm-hmm. if we're nervous, you know, this is our first interaction with the employer. So are there any suggestions on how we can translate our authenticity and translate our attributes in a video type or Skype interview? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I do think that video, you know, it's not ideal. I'm not mm-hmm. going to pretend that it is. It's really not ideal because I think you lose, you do lose some information from anybody over video. However, this is the world that we're living in. And I do think it's it's worth kind of getting as good as we can with it. People are using these days, use FaceTime and, and used to, you know, uh, Facebook videos. I mean, so to the extent that the technology is changing and that we're getting better with the technology, it probably, my recommendation would be to try to get as good as we can using it. Uh, because I don't think it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. I have to say mm-hmm. that's one of the things I don't think is going to get. It's going to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
for the interview, usually the first question is tell us about yourself. I don't know if that's what Mm -hmm. you do at your university, but it just seems like that's always the first question. And I think Mm -hmm. we immediately summarize our resume. We'll talk about, okay, well, I work here and this is what I do now. And this is what I did at my last job. But is there a different way for introverts to share their attributes and accomplishments that may give them like an edge with a little insight into how their personality works or how their personality type has contributed to their success? Mm, yeah, that's that's a good question. You know, I think interviewers often do that as a way, and this is, this is interesting that you're saying this now, because it does it to just, you know, get the person talking. Mm-hmm. That's really what that is. It's just get them talking, you know. And for us, you know, we're like, what do they really mean when they say tell us about yourself? Right. Mm-hmm. We're probably thinking like there's some some hidden hidden agenda there. But most <laughs> of the time it's just it's just a basic, you know, I may say to somebody, how you know, did you find us okay? Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. Do you need I usually say to people, do you would you like some water? I leave them in the room for a couple of couple of minutes on their own. So I, I have my way of sort of giving people time at the beginning of the interview. But this will probably continue to happen. Tell us about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think this goes to, can go to storytelling. I think one of the things that we can become better at is being able to tell more of a story instead of a res, like reading off of a resume, Mm -hmm. you know, in 19, blah, blah, blah. And to 2017, I was doing this. Tell a story about what you were doing. And that will pull people in more. And that will tell people a little bit more about who you are. So that's that's one piece of, and these are all things that we need to, we can learn and practice. Uh, most people can't do this off the bat. Some people can, but most of us can't. But I, I would recommend like approaching it from that perspective. Okay, I actually really love that. And my last question, we can keep on talking forever, but... Um, <laughs> I always sort of admire some of the attributes of extroverts. And I want to know, like, what do you suggest? What can we learn from them from the initial outreach that whatever they have, that initial outreach to the offer, to the acceptance and even salary negotiations? Because I suck at that. So do you have (laughs) any advice on that and, and how we can as introverts manage all of those processes during the whole interview and acceptance? Hmm. Okay. I, I think, well, it's something that's coming to mind as you're, you're framing that. I, I wasn't thinking about them in the chain as you are. One thing I noticed about introverts, myself included, and I've gotten this feedback as well, is that sometimes we don't show our enthusiasm. Oh, God. Yes. No, we don't. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I, don't. I can't and help our, it. And mm-hmm. our passion, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that would be something, because then that may take some effort, right? Because we don't, we don't consider ourselves shallow people, so we tend to want to feel genuine in what we're doing, and, you know, quality is important to us versus quantity, all of these things like this. But so we may be giving a, a very simple answer, instead of engaging with the person and saying something to let them know how, ex- how truly excited we are about this opportunity. And it needs to come from a genuine place because we don't like small talk and we don't like frivolous things, most of us. Right. But it needs to come from a good place. But if you're genuinely applying for a job, 
and you're like, let's say, you know, it's an environmental job and this is your passion, you know, water conservation is your passion, that needs to come across. So I would say be able to show that in a way, in a genuine way, when someone is contacting you about a job, right? Because one of the criticisms I've heard, um, uh, which I didn't know originally that uh, Hillary Clinton is uh, considered herself, considers herself an introvert. Mm. And, uh, and people always think she's very cold. You know, yeah. um, that, that's at least some of what I've heard, yes. you know, about the mm-hmm. way I describe her. But, and, and that is not unfamiliar to me that people have described, I've been described that way, mm-hmm. and others I know. And and it's part of it is that we're not like showing what's going on on the inside to the outside. So as much as we can, and we feel comfortable practicing that, I would recommend that we are able to show that a little bit more up front. All right. Well, thank you for... Yeah all of this wonderful advice and I want you to share with us if you'd like people to be able to get in touch with you and be coached by you and supported in some way would you like to share information about your company sure um I you know I take on some individual clients and I work with some teams um and if people are interested in my services or just interested in coaching in general I sometimes I'll make a referral to another coach they can reach out to me on my website, and it's, it's www.angelalifsey.com. And the way you spell that is A-N-G-E-L-A-L-I-F, as in Frank, S as in Sam, E-Y.com. And there's a, there's a form there with my email, that, and I can be reached that way. So, yeah, happy to just gear people to resources as well. So I'm happy, if they're interested in this topic, I'm available to, to be reached. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash introverts hush loudly and listen to past episodes at wgnradio.com or hushloudly.com. What would happen if you say what you want to say?